back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My partner's got an Olympic gold medal. He's the champ champ. We're inside the house and together. Triple C, Henry Cejudo. What's up, Schmo? Let's get this ball rolling because time is money and money is time. Well, right off the bat, the schmo was walking up to the house. You were on the phone. You had Davidson Figueredo, the current flyweight champion of the UFC. It sounds like, man, he's switching management. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's you know, it's it's a bit of breaking news. He called me today. He's uh, you know, he's looking for new management. Obviously, I don't know what happened with him and the uh, his past manager, but uh. You know, Davidson's looking at, uh, you know, his finger's still a little hurt. He showed it to me. It's still swollen, man. So, you know, he's going to a specialist in, uh, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, to go get it checked up. And uh, he's 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 training. He's he's looking good. He's healthy. He's strong. I think there's a lot on his plate right now. But I think, you know, he's looking to fight, you know, towards the end of the year. I got to imagine that he's pretty upset that there is an interim flyweight bout going on between Kai Car France and Brandon Moreno. Oh, of course, man. That dude's disgusted. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he knows the amount of work that he's put in to really say that he's a UFC champ. And for them to say or to want to fight for an interim belt, he says they both make him just sick. The simple fact that they're both excited to fight for an interim belt. So that's the type of world champion that you're dealing with, and this is why David Sifregato is the best in the world, because he believes there's only one, and that only one is him. And he doesn't like it, but I guess he's going to have to deal with it. Who do you think he envisions defending the title against? Kai Kara France or Brandon Moreno? And we'll second that question to who do you think he's going to be fighting against? You know what? I, I'm. You know what? If Kai Kara France is able to make, if he's able to get his defense down and not and, and not have Moreno take his back, he could beat him. But if he doesn't make those adjustments, then it's going to be an easy fight for uh, for Brandon Moreno. Um, but that being said, I would prefer to go with Kai Kara France. I believe. Uh, you know, bring new blood. He's already beat Brandon Moreno. I wasn't even never. I was never with that fourth fight. I thought that was stupid. And uh, I think now he realizes how stupid that was too. Because you need new blood. It can't just be these two guys holding up the divisions, like or or entertaining the division. Bring new blood, and then in the future give us some time, and then you then you get the fourth fight. But I think there's a lot of there's there's Alexander Pantoja who's still up in the mix, who has two wins over uh, Brandon Moreno. You have uh, God. You have you have, obviously you have Kai Kara France. You still have uh, the Russian Asgarov who had a really close fight, which I thought that he beat Brandon Brown. He fought in Mexico City. So there's a lot of tough blood and a lot of tough talent at the 125-pound weight division. Yeah, but do you get the sense that Figgy wants Kai Car France and thinks he's going to be the victor with him and Brandon Moreno? He hopes so. I, I think uh, this is, that's one thing that I will say about uh, David Figueredo. He does respect. He knows what it's like to be with Brandon Moreno. He knows how tough he is. So... If Kai Kara France is able to beat Brandon Moreno, then then that just kind of gives him a measuring stick on how good Kai Kara France is. But I think he thinks he's going to fight Brandon Moreno. There it is, folks. And with that said, the Schmo wants to get right into the gold medal moment. We have UFC 275 right here on the horizon. We have Yuri Projaka against Glover Teixeira, the young 40-something Glover Teixeira. Triple C, you spent a good amount of time with Yuri when he was here in Arizona. Let's talk about your keys to victory here for Yuri Projaka to be and new. Yeah, for sure. For Yuri, it's going to have to be, he's going to have to do what he does best, strike him, catch him early, put him away. 
um, because that's those are his greatest chances. Those are his greatest strengths. Whether he does it in the first round, but he has to finish this dude on his feet. He, we nobody sees him submitting <laughs> Glover to share by any means. He's gonna have to win the distance game. If he's able to win the distance game while with the strikings and not allow Glover to share to uh, to inch in for those small little fakes that he does to eventually shoot in, it'll be an easy. Uh, it'll be it, it'll be a knockout win for uh, for Yuri Pro, Prohachka. Yeah, the schmo always enjoys sharing this microphone with you. Yeah, we got one microphone, ladies and gentlemen, out there. But listen, Glover Teixeira, he knows that his time is coming up. He said it on UFC Embedded that he's got two fights left, this one including one more. So listen, as someone who knew that his time was coming to an end as a new Triple C, you knew that you were going to be retiring at least the first time. We didn't know you were going to return. Uh, maybe it did or not. What do you think the psyche is for Glover to share, knowing he's got a shelf life right now with a couple fights left on his career? Yeah, he does. He did use me as an example. And I said, this, and then I did see that interview. But when you've accomplished everything, Glover to share, when you win the Olympics, when you defended both the UFC belts, when you beat the greatest of all time and Demetrius Johnson, the greatest bantamweight of all time, and TJ Dillashaw, and you go on a rampage and having, you know, and you've done what I've done, you know, um, it's 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 hard for me to. I understand where he's coming from, but when you've done everything, like this is just a cherry on top. You see what I'm saying, Schmo? So for him, I feel like, yeah, he is 43 years old, and he do, he probably does want to end on his terms. He want, No, everybody wants to end as a champion, you know, but who's who, you know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of, there's a lot of champions that he has to beat in order for him to cement his legacy like as he would want to, because as of right now, he hasn't even defended his belt. So when you defend your battles, when you can truly say, I am a world champion. I never really believed that in the beginning until until you do it. And you're like, okay, the, the, the best comer has come after you beat this guy. That way you know it's not a fluke. You beat the second guy, you're officially a world champ. And the schmo was here at least for a couple of days when you were training Yuri Prozaka. I know you didn't get enough time for you to feel satisfied that this guy's got the wrestling and the grappling game. What do you wish you could have worked on with him more? Um, that, that just entries, learning how to scramble from, uh, from other positions with all the stuff that we worked on, but it's, you know, do, do you have enough time? Cause like one thing I will say about Glover is Glover has really good takedowns. He has a really good, uh, he has really good takedowns. He's, he's developed a good double leg and a good single leg and how he's able to fake to get in. So as long as, but I think Yuri's going to play the distance game very well. And I don't think Glover Tisha is going to try to find it, but Yuri's going to be, Yuri's going to be out there. Are you confident that if Glover Teixeira takes down Yuri Prozaka, he's going to be able to get up and recover and bring this fight back to standing? Well, I hope so. I hope so. You know, I haven't I haven't trained Yuri for quite some time, so if he's able to work on the bottom, a lot of a lot of you know scrambling and throwing elbows from bottom, then I feel comfortable. But if he did not, then I, I just don't know. That's right. We're going to get the predictions at the end of the show. We're going to go right into the silver medal moment. We got Whaley, Joanna, too. Talk about one of the most exciting matchups in the female history of this sport right here, yeah, man. And it's considered, their fight is considered the greatest fight of all time when it comes to the strawweights. And it is, man. I was there live. I saw that fight. Jesus, man. I was like, when you watch a crazy fight like that, it's like you start to question yourself. Is that what I'm doing? Is that what I do for a living? And it's true, but I do believe Wei Li 3.0, which she just, she, you know, self-proclaimed now. She didn't train this camp with me just for the simple fact that she did not want to quarantine in China for a whole month. And uh, that's kind of what the whole protocol, if you come to the U.S., you have to quarantine 
for a certain place for like a, a month in any way. She, I, we could do the, I, she called me, we talked, we've been communicating, gave her the game plan, and she's going to choose what she wants to do. And uh, she, she's she's a whole nother fighter, man. Looking at her interview, she's talking about strategy, tactics. I'm, I'm super proud to say that uh, Wei, Li's, Wei Li's a student that every coach would want. Every coach. Because she's just, she's all of that. She listens, she's dedicated, always on time. And uh, she's driven, man. She's like, she's a real, she's a real modern day warrior that does it for the love of the game. So obviously she came to you and Fight Ready after the first fight between her and Joanna. But where do you feel the wrestling's going to make a difference in this matchup? And by the way, it's only three rounds. We don't got five rounds. There's not going to be any time to feel each other out in this one. It's going to be action-packed. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, the wrestling could be... Uh, I can't tell you guys all that, but it, can, it, it she can take it wherever Whaley wants to take it now. You know, she's going to end up move, uh, coming out here to Arizona after this next fight. She's going to, you know, she wins. She's going to fight Carlos Sparza, and there's a lot of opportunities. This is the perfect place. So she's going to literally come down here and move down here from according to a, a lot of things that we've been, uh, we've been communicating. Like, she wants to make the jump. So I don't know if I answer your question, but... You know, Whaley 2.3.0 is, is, I can see it, man. She's she's on weight. She was five pounds over this whole week, and uh, she's never been any better. Win or lose, she's coming back down here to fight ready to train with you and do the wrestling. No, she's going to win. So once she wins on Saturday night, she's going to come out here, and then we're going to go We're gonna go out to Carlos Barza. She, this is the perfect place. I know all the tricks and trades, and Whaley's going to be so confident for that fight that I think, I think Whaley gets it done early. Joanna's had two plus years off. She hasn't stepped foot in the octagon since she fought this woman. Where do you think her psyche's gonna be? It depends, man, because it's, it's almost. I can I can relate to Joanna a little bit too. I don't know how much time she's taking off, but she had to kind of rejuvenate herself, like come back to the sport, being healthy, you know, recovering your body. Um, it, it's all in the mind. She's she's still young. How old is Joanna? She's probably about my age, actually. Yeah, maybe a year or two younger, but mid-30s for sure. Yeah, but she's still young. You know, the age is just a number. It's in your mind. Look, Glover's a great example of that. Like, if you're able to hold it up here and then manifest it through your body, you're good. You're good. So, I think I think Joanna could also come back a whole lot better, too. Yeah, she's been doing other activities, too. She's been playing tennis. She's been doing some Formula One racing. She's getting her mind away from training, but she's also enjoys training. She's rejuvenated. She's traveling. She's happy. Yeah, yeah, and that's the biggest key with all with all fighters. If a fighter, I, I think of Calvin a lot. I said, when Calvin Gastelum is happy, watch out because he's dangerous. He has the ability. So that's just one example that I can give you. Or even myself, when people are happy and they're trained, they understand their perspective, it changes the whole game. So those are people that are dangerous. And I, I do believe Joanna will come back and will be the best version of herself. Yeah, the Schmo just interviewed Calvin Gaslam. He just brought up his name, man. He didn't have car transportation, so we had to go to his house. But it looks like he told the Schmo he's like Wolverine, recovering from all the knee ligaments that he tore, and he got the surgery. Yeah, of course. And then think about everybody who Calvin has fought from, you know, from Michael Bisbing to Robert Whitaker to Idra Adesanya. He's fought, nobody, I don't think nobody in the UFC has fought the Russia that he's fought. So even when injuries occur, and I, tell, and I told him, I was like, dude, this is a sign that your body's just saying, take a break. Take a break. Give the body a break. And being injured is not always a bad thing. When I remember, I remember Shmo that when I got injured and I was out for close to a year, dude, that was the best time of my life. 
And Jared Cannonier, Robert Whitaker, he's only fought killers too. By the way, with that shoulder injury, the Schmo just thought about it too. Maybe similar to JDS's situation where you called the fights at Eagle SC, threw out his shoulder, throwing a punch. Yeah, I'm not sure what though. I don't know. I'm not sure if that was a dislocation or he or he blew something out. But whatever that may be, if you're smart enough to recognize how much better you can become by just watching and then working on your different on, on different body parts as you get stronger, God, it, it's an advantage. I really do believe it's an advantage. Let's move on to the bronze medal movement. We got Valentina Shevchenko against Talia Santos. Triple C, man. Is Talia Santos going to finally dethrone her? Yeah. Or, I mean, what's going on here? As of everybody who Valentina has fought, this girl is vicious. And I've always talked about the five senses. Attack, counterattack. Uh, attack, counterattack. Anticipate, feel, and take risk. These are all gifts that we have. And the, what Valentina is, Valentina is a gamer. She's feel. She's based on that. But what Santos is, is she's a risk taker. And when you have a risk taker that goes up against a, ga a gamer, it's almost like you have more probabilities of beating a gamer because you take risk. And I think that's where I find this fight super intriguing with, uh, with Santos and Valentina because it really is. This, this other girl has a little more power than Valentina. Valentina is just a little smarter. But you know what I'm saying? Who can hit who with the unpredictability? Who's a more dominant champion, Valentina or Kamara Usman? Kamaru Usman. Sorry, the schmo, just a little accentuation there. <laughs> he said Kamala. <laughs> uh, who has more what? More dominant champion, Usman or Valentina Shevchenko? Uh, I, I still got to go with Kamara Usman. Kamara Usman has fought the killers, man. Like, just the development of where women's MMA is at now in comparison to, to men. You know, I think women's, I'm not taking anything away from Valentina or any of the women, but there there is some catching up to do. For sure, for sure. Triple C, how we doing? Let's look at these bet online odds right now. I mean, we got to see what's going on on our board over here. Yeah, right. yeah I mean, right, we got to get our producer to do his job. Jeez, all he's got to do is touch the screen. Now it's time for the predictions right here. Here we go. We got Whaley at minus 173. We got Joanna plus 148. Triple C, my man. Prediction in the valley right here. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm going with uh, Zhang Wei Li. I'm going, I'm going with. Should the Shmo have even asked that question? Come on now. No, but you, but, but you saw in the in the first fight, and she came out and trained with me. She's developed. She's a whole other fighter. You know, I wasn't with her for this camp, but I did strategically iron out a game plan for her, so she's able to follow it. And she's, you know, she she has a lot of faith in in in, in what I have to say. So I'm honored and. Uh, I think she gets it done. Yeah, but Joanna plus 148, and you did see that first fight. She tagged her, man. That was a war. Some people did have the decision in Joanna's favor, man. So if you're a gambling man, there could be good value right there, plus 148 for Joanna. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, there is. But, uh, dude, the rise of China, the sleeping giant, China will rise again. Okay, now Shevchenko at minus 600 against Talia Santos at plus 400. It sounds like you're leaning towards Santos, though. Is this true, Triple C? Uh, no, I can't. Okay. You know, I can't, but who? this is her toughest fight. You know, Santos doesn't have that five-round championship experience, but this is Valentina's toughest fight till today. You know, well, you, you would want to say Amanda Nunes, but really, uh, Valentina has always been a 25er, so she's gone up and fought these people. She's fought Muay Thai in those senses. So, for that reason, 
I just I gotta I gotta stick with the champ. I'm gonna stick with Valentina. Well, here's the deal: Valentina wins again, and if she wins in Valentina Shevchenko dominant fashion, it's time. Enough is enough already. We gotta get the trilogy between her and Amanda Nunes. Because what else would be out there for her at this 125 pound weight division? She's beating everybody, everyone you want to give the story, give them hype. Valentina's consistently getting the job done. So Triple C, if the schmo hears the same story again and we get the same type of results, that's madness. It's called insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Valentina wins in dominant fashion again. Enough already. We got to get the trilogy between her and Amanda Nunes. Yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, I think that's the next best thing. Or even if, uh, or even if the the Velas one of uh, Vixen, even if she wins, I mean, that first I was there in Denver when uh, Valentina tapped her out. Like, but it seemed like it seemed like the Velas one of Vixen was on her way of Chell sunning somebody. Taking them down, ground and pound. So, there's there's some cool storylines there. For sure, of course. Uh, don't want to throw that out. I like the monkey wrench. Yuri Prozaka, minus 205. The challenger's a favorite. And Glover's plus 175. Official prediction if you like those odds, man. Yeah, uh, Yuri wins. Yuri wins early. Yuri wins in the beginning of either round one or round two. Just his power, man, his finesse, his belief in getting somebody out of there. And obviously, Glover is 43, but Glover's expertise and his experiences is, is, man, right now, you really can't, you can't say, you can, you can say second to none because of what he's done in the UFC and the hardship that he's done. That one, that one to me is like the toughest matchup to really, to really kind of predict, but I got to go with Yuri Prohaska, the last samurai. He's prepared. He's ready. He's younger. And uh, it only takes one hit, especially at the at the heavier divisions. If Yuri wins this fight, the Schmo thinks it would be early on, like you just said, maybe around one, round two. The longer this thing goes on, the championship rounds, the experience of Glover to share, like what you see in a fight like the Anthony Lionheart-Smith fight, that's where you get the benefit of Glover to share, the wear and tear, the going down. But the thing that the Schmo doesn't like about the Glover to share is we don't like keep hearing the same story about he's got one more fight left after this, you know. He's the old guy. He's over the hill and stuff like that. He's already got the title. We don't want him to feel satisfied like he's just going on house money. We need the same hunger, the same driven Glover Teixeira. If you get that Glover Teixeira, that plus 175, the Schmo likes that type of money. But if you get the satisfied, we really get the palate taste in there. Yuri Prozak is a scary guy for anybody. Yeah, he is. He is. He really is, man. And he's got, he's a risk taker, man. Yuri is a risk taker and he's going off of a strong base in Glover. So who is it that could play the other person's game is the person that's going to end up winning. Because it really is water and, and oil. They, they come from two different two different countries, two different backgrounds, two different sports. And we're going to let the best man win. All right, we're going to take off the gloves. We did this last time before. We're talking about advice for dating taller women. What about some advice for dating a woman out of your league, Triple C? Dude, you just you got to see them off their feet, man. You got to you gotta seduce it. You got to, man, it's, uh, you got to do what you got to do. To get that, to get that kiss. So, like I said, man, make them laugh, make them dance, throw them off, like all of the above. You know, there's there's a reason why my wife is a hot Brazilian model. Now, is this the first kiss? Now, is this kiss also include tongue or no tongue? All of the above. That's it. You come on, we're turning to you for advice. This is worldwide advice. <laughs> get dirty with him, at Shaquille Nia. 
but how do you seal the deal? How do you close in? How do you know you're going to lock in? You're going to have the confidence when you lean in the extra six inches and you go for the smooch, you pucker those lips, you close those eyes. How do you know you're not going to get denied? But you got to take charge, man. You should feel it. You should never go out and try to take a kiss if you don't take charge. You should know. Don't never go in or to lean for a kiss or even ask her, can I kiss you? It's like, no, a girl wants, if a girl likes a guy, you should sense it. You should see it in her eyes. You should see her messing with the hair. And eventually you grab her by the hand or by the neck and you kiss her. Well, can the schmo just give a little bit of advice here and chime right in? You got to go a little bit of above the bosom. You don't touch the butt a little bit above on the small of the back. That kind of touch, the gentle touch, the woman likes. Hey, that's how the schmo was able to secure a woman out of the schmo's league. Not really, man. You got to play that borderline. And you kind of want to go a little more down south to be real. <laughs> All right, Triple C. I'm not sure if I agree with you on that. But, uh, hey, let's talk about you something know, let else. A, just let a, let a finger hang out. It's all good. Yeah, pinky up. Anyways, Clarissa Shields, baby. She's been in town. We're going to be doing an exclusive with her, man. You're training with her, the GOAT, and what can we call it, the GOAT? Well, two Olympic gold medals, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a trip because even at Fight Ring, we have, uh, it's not just Clarissa Sh uh, Shields who's a two-time uh, Olympic champion, but you also, obviously myself, and then you have Mark Matson who went to three Olympics. Clarissa Shields went to two Olympics. I went to one Olympics. So just the amount of Olympic medals that's at fight ready, it's absolutely ridiculous. But that being said about Clarissa Shields is uh, she is... Uh she has the ability. There is a, there is work that needs to be set in place in order for for her to become a world champion. But she but the good news is that she has the ability. She just needs the right engineers and the right game plan, and she needs time more than anything. And if you're able to give her time, I don't think there's a woman on earth that could that could take out Clarissa Shields. So she's here all week. Is she going to be returning? Yeah, she wants to return. She wants to come out. So th that's all up to her. And I told her. And I told her. I said you cannot serve two masters. You know, you serving two masters is. Uh, it's just, it's just no good, no bueno. I said, you have to dedicate yourself to this game and really understand those details of how is it that you're going to potentially going to win that world title. So you cannot serve two masters. And I was strictly forward with her. But I'm still, you know, before she leaves, I'm going to iron out a game plan for her. And it's up to her to take my advice and, uh, you know, take it to the top because that's all I could do is I can only advise. I'm not the, I'm not the secret recipe of people winning. I, I, I'm only here to tell you the truth and correct you biomechanically. And she's likely fighting Savannah Marshall. She's likely boxing her before she steps foot back inside the cage with those MMA gloves. One more thing to ask you before we wrap this whole thing up. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, you were with him a few weeks back. It was just announced one championship. Him and Adriano Marias too. It's going to be the end of August in Singapore. Actually, the same arena where the UFC is right now for UFC 275. Mighty Mouse and Triple C. Can we see that one day, Triple C? Of course, man, of course. Oh, what do you mean, like, in the octagon? No, you're a coach, man. You're a counselor now. Could Triple C bring on Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson? He is, man. Demetrius is going to come out here, the, you know, at the end of this month to come and train with me. We've been uh, uh, talking about this for a minute now. I spoke to him maybe, like, last week. Uh, but Demetrius Johnson, he's a real humble dude, man. He likes to kind of like, hey, man, don't be bring my name up. <laughs> but I can't, Demetrius. I'm sorry. I got some babies to feed. So... He's going to come out. We're going to train together. We're just going to share knowledge. Man. I think there's a lot that I could help him, even though I'm not Adrian Marias's height, but I am going to be a piece to really help him game plan and uh, give him a few pointers, man, because Demetrius is already, he's already really good at what he does, but he needs to really game plan for this fight, especially that he lost to Adriano uh, Marias, so. 
And there it is, folks. Thanks for the bombshell triple C. The schmo pried it out of you. Make sure you like, you subscribe, or to the YouTube channel, and download wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, congratulations, by the way, Triple C. I'm not saying you broke up with the schmo because we're here doing this together, but you started your own YouTube show too. Yeah, of course, schmo. But you know, it's 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 a schmo and Triple C forever and ever, right? You wanna. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so I'm going to be analyzing, uh, you know, just a lot of things, man, you know, probably bringing more like the expertise that uh, that I know more like breakdowns and uh, and things of that nature. You know, there's a st- there's still a lot in the works and, uh, you know, bringing bringing the best content like with Clarissa Shields, Demetrius, John Jones, a lot of people that I'm going to be around, you know, just to kind of give the, the outsiders just a different point of view of us fighters and how's it that we think and strategize for fights. Fastest growing sport in the world. We can always use information from one of the brightest minds in the game. What's your name? The brightest mind in the game. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We will deliver in the flesh. And we are...